0: Good morning. Morning. Happy New Year. Year. You get a (laughs) do-over. A whole brand new year. How many of you made resolutions? Nobody makes resolutions anymore? So we have all made resolutions to never have any more resolutions. All right. All in. I'm with you. Let's do it. I believe with all my heart that the local church is the hope of the world. The children of God, the followers of Christ, that is the hope of the world. Politicians are never, ever going to fix it. Government is never, ever going to fix it. Government and politicians don't save anything. They only know how to spend and overspend, okay? Only Jesus Christ died on Calvary to save you and to save me. The church is the hope of the world. And, and my, my challenge this morning is that, that we not just come to church, but we be the church We step into it on Sunday, and we go all the way through the week, even all the way through Saturday night, and we get together again on Sunday morning, and we do it again, and we follow Christ, and we live our lives following Christ. There's good news out there, by the way. Christianity, lives are being changed. Christianity is actually growing in over 180 nations of the world. Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan are showing unbelievable rise in Christianity. You're not going to hear that on the news. You're especially not going to hear it on cable news. But God is at work in people's hearts and lives, and he is at work in people's lives around the world. That's why we are committed. We're committed right here in Glendale, not only to our church, but, but right here at Hartford the City, a, a, a difficult area we work with teens we're committed to global renewal we're going to start 10 churches global's going to start we're committed to the ark over the last 18 years the ark has launched over 800 churches why because the church is the hope of the world and it's a big deal and that's why we pray that's why we give that's why we serve that's why we purpose to live our lives following Christ. And I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect at it. I feel like there are times I suck at it. But we're going to keep on going. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. I grew up with the King James Version. And the King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where people don't fully understand where they're going, or where God has designed them to go, they perish. The NIV puts it this way, if you don't have vision, you'll cast off restraint. Do you know what that means? If you don't have vision, then then you won't really care how you live. And you'll just live any old way. But I love the way the Message Bible puts it. Look how the Message Bible puts it. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. If people don't recognize what God is doing, they they just fall all, they're, they're caught up with the mess in their lives. As a matter of fact, the mess of their life becomes their entire life. And if you don't have something that you're living for that's greater than your mess, then you have no vision. Look what he goes on to say. But when they attend to what he reveals, when they attend to what God reveals. In other words, when they have vision, look what he says. He says, they are most blessed. Guys, I'm telling you, that's what God wants for your life. That's what he wants for our lives. He wants to bless his children. He wants us to have vision. He wants us to understand where we're going. And vision for you is this. Look, I I put a short list together here, my list. Our Our vision for you is that you know God and that you find freedom, you discover your purpose, and, and through that, you make a difference. That's what God is called, and knowing God. What are we talking about by knowing God? You know, God designed you and I, created you and I, so that, so that he could be in relationship with us. As a matter of fact, he wants that relationship to be close, to be intimate, to be personal, to be in a real way. I look at our culture, and, and, and one of God's designs for, for us is marriage. A husband and a wife and, and, and a marriage. And, and God's plan is that, that these two people connect and meet each other. And then they begin to learn about each other. And, and they, get, they, they learn more and more about each other the more time they spend together. And, 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 then, and then they recognize that, that God has them for each other. And, and so they, they take that next big step in, in marriage and they become husband and wife. And, and then according to, the, to God's design, they, the next step is physical. And, and, and sex is, is God's gift to husbands and wives, and, and, then, and then over the years, they become more and more intimate, more and more aware of each other through difficult times, through painful times, through great times, but it's this whole process of a marriage. In our culture, one of the things that we do is we take early on steps that God never designed for us to take as a matter of fact, so much in our culture, we're willing to step right into a physical, sexual relationship early on. And so we reach a level of intimacy, but, but, we, but we skip by a whole bunch of other important things. And, and we feel like we're close in our relationship, only to find out a little bit later on that I, 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 I never knew she was like. I, I never knew that he had. And, 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 and we live in the consequences of that. We so often do the same thing spiritually. We, we, we take this step and, and we think that we are where we, where we ought to be. And, 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 and what God wants to do, listen, he, he's, not, he's not in a hurry in your life and in my life, in our relationship with each other. He's willing to take our whole lifetime to take us through this whole process of growing in our relationship with Him. And there are times in that that it accelerates and it moves at a fast pace, and there are other times that it, it moves at a slow pace. Knowing God, finding freedom, real relationship finding freedom financially, finding freedom in your relationships, finding freedom in your health. See, God wants to be involved in our health all the way through. The scripture says, by his stripes we are healed. See, God desires to work in, every, in our emotional lives. God desires to work in our lives. And, and we all need, all of us, all need some measure of that. But this process And this process also takes us to the place where we actually find our purpose. I'll talk about that a little bit this morning. Join in on what God is doing. Do something, all of this so that we can be doing something that really matters. And listen, if if you don't have vision and if you don't have clarity of vision, you'll you'll end up living your life and you'll pursue the world's counterfeit to God's plan. Look what the counterfeit is. The counterfeit is, let me have my list here. The counterfeit is that, that I, get, I, I focus on knowing me because I'm number one and, and I'm most important, and that becomes our focus. Or, or we pursue fame, or, or we pursue other people caring and liking who we are, or we pursue discovering a platform, or, or we pursue finances. I, I, there's a single little simple thought that, that I just want to wanna touch on here. Because you and I tend to do this. We we, we have this simple, simple little process that that we we allow ourselves to get caught up in. And that is when I, and you can fill in the blank, when I, fill it in, then I will, see, when I get married, then, then I'll get serious about my relationship with God or when when i get married then, then then i'll treat my relationships differently or or when we have kids then we will or, or or when i get the job that i desire then then i'll start to take my finances then i'll and we and we push this out and we procrastinate or what when i finish school then i'll or when i'm successful or 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 after I, I, I spend some years doing what I want to do, then I'll find out what it is God has. In 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul gives us this passage of Scripture. And, and I, I, think, I, think it is, I think it is dead on. And Paul opens up his Bible, which is the Old Testament, because the New Testament hadn't been written. yet. matter of fact, he's in the middle of writing some of it, right? right there. And and, and Paul reaches back to Isaiah chapter 49. And, and, And look what he says. He says, for he says, meaning God says in the Old Testament, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. And then Paul steps out of the Old Testament, steps into his present day, and he said, I tell you, now is God's time of favor. Now is God's time of salvation. Paul turns to the church in Corinth. He says, listen, it's now. It's not when, it's now. You, Paul says, you are standing in the middle of God's favor. That's where you are. It's not when I'll when we get it, then he says, you're in it. This is it. And so many of us with Christianity, you know, we, we, it's like we're buying a used car. We walked around it and we're kicked the tires so many times that our feet are bleeding. It's now, he says. It's time. As we step into the next year, one, one of our main themes is welcome home. Welcome home. What's what's our desire? Our desire is that people in our community, that our friends, that our families, will find freedom in Christ. What is it for you? I, I put I put a list of three things together for you, and actually, the three of them will automatically lead you to the fourth. So let's look at those together, because in terms of vision, what is next for you? Maybe it's time for you to give your whole life to Christ. Maybe you've accepted, accepted his gift of salvation, but 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 you're not all in. Maybe for you, maybe for you, it's like, it's like you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm, glad I'm, I'm glad I'm following Christ and and it, it's good. It's better than, than, than not following Christ, but, but I don't I don't feel like a whole lot has changed. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. It doesn't work to that degree unless you are all in. See, it's not it's not it's not putting it's not putting Christ in the list that you have for your life. It's actually taking him and putting him in the number one slot. It's putting him first in your life. Where there is no vision, the people perish. I got to tell you, I grew up in a church, a great church, not a large church in New York City. Many of you know it was my dad's church. It was a great little church. Over the 20 years there, I watched watched people come in and, 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 and choose to follow Christ. And here's what I noticed. Some people just continued to follow Christ. No matter what happened in their lives, they continued to follow Christ. And they lived with Christ being number one in their life. And their life showed it. Then I spent over 20 years in Northern Virginia in a very large church. We had a television ministry. We had over 2,000 people there. And I was so involved in, in, in the technical ministry there. All of those years. And you know what I watched? The same thing. A lot of people came to follow Christ. And so many of them continued to follow Christ. But some just kind of peeled off and they were gone. And some just followed at a distance. And their proximity to their relationship with Christ determined the life that they lived. Do you know what he says to you and I? Do you know what I want to do to you, my children? I just want to bless you in all of the areas of our life. That's what he wants to do. But we... So often, we, we want to we be off in the distance. We just don't want to get all in. It's like we want to play in the, in the NBA. We want to be a professional basketball player. We just don't want to learn how to dribble a ball. Oh. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, and, and I almost took this word and, and made this the title of my message, because this is killer, man. Look what he says. He says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, sometimes I tell you to underline a word, right? Sometimes I tell you to circle a word, right? Do both of them with wholeheartedly. Just whatever, take a sharpie and just make, make it huge. That word is a big deal. Wholeheartedly. If you look for me wholeheartedly, look what God says to you. You will Find me. If you really want to, we'll connect. If you really want to, I will change your life beyond your belief. Look what he says in 14. I will be found by you. If you look for me wholeheartedly, I'm coming. I'll be there. You will notice it. Some of us have knocked on the door of Christianity. We've kicked the tires for so long. It's time to buy the sucker, man. It's time to just make that step. Go, Go all in. Stop dating God, but actually love God. Don't put him on your list. Put him first on your list. My wife is always ahead of me in reading books. And I finished up one of Bob Goff's books, a couple of months ago, she's already through his next one. And, and so she threw this quote at me. She actually read through my message, and she gave me this quote. Look, look what Bob Goff says. He says this. It's so easy to agree with what Jesus said. We all do that. I get up here on Sunday morning. We open up our Bible. We look at the things that Jesus had to say, and we go, <laughs> yeah. He's right. Look what he said. It's easy to agree with what Jesus said. What's hard is actually doing what Jesus did. You know what he did? He loved people. He loved the unlovable. It's easy to love somebody like me. I'm lovable. I'm easy to love. It's not easy to love somebody who drives us nuts actually doing what Jesus did for me, agreeing is cheap. (laughs) He's a lawyer, by the way. Agreeing is cheap. Obeying is costly because it's uncomfortable, and it makes me grow one decision at a time. God's talking about being all in. Maybe for you, it's time to just have great friends. Maybe it's time For you to have some right relationships, to choose the right friends. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You become like the people you hang around with. In our life groups, you can develop great relationships. Now, hold it. I'm not saying that everybody in our life group is perfect. If they were, you wouldn't learn a whole lot. We're we're all messed up. And we're learning from each other and with each other and about each other. Besides Christ, listen, nothing in your life is going to change you more than the people you hang around with. Dude, we just came out of 2018. How much did you accomplish? How much did you grow in Christ? What what were you willing to let him change in your life? What was I willing to let him change in my life? We're stepping into a brand new year. We're talking about vision. Listen, this coming year, Mike's leading our life groups. In this coming year, we are committed to doing, we're committed to figuring out whatever it's going to take to help get more of our church family into life groups. Do you know why? Because we sit here on Sunday mornings and we sit here in rows, and this is great. And this is unbelievably important. It's, it's so much more important than you realize. You have no idea when I might fall off the stage because I'm too close to the edge. <laughs> this, this Sunday morning is But during the week, we sit together in, in, in our homes and we sit in a circle and we learn about each other and we learn about who God is, what he wants to do in our lives. And we take whatever subjects we talked about on Sunday and we discuss them with each other. And that's how life application works, and that's how we learn it and we move forward. Some of us, some of us are in relationships we shouldn't be in. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt for a minute if some of you are sitting here this morning and you know you're dating somebody you should not be dating. I know your phone's on silent. Maybe you ought to get it out and text them right now. Let's break it up right here. Don't look around to see who picked their phone up. We're going to be so intentional this year and grant even more focus to this. Because our heart's desire is really that more of us get into life groups. Proverbs 13 walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm which one do you want this is a new year nothing hard here make a choice follow through pick up that phone what do you want do you want he gives it to us so clear i mean an idiot like me can deal with this verse do you want to become wise or do you want to be a fool do you want to become wise or do you want harm to come to you? And This is not hard, people. Or maybe for you, coming home means that it's time to find my God-given purpose, to actually figure out what it is God has for you to do, to, to, to really live, to fully exist. And, and it, in terms of Scripture, He wants to do that in every area of our lives. He wants to do that with our emotions. He wants to do that with our physical bodies. He wants to do that in our relationships. He wants to do it with our finances. Let's talk about our finances for a minute. I love doing that. Uh, James, I, I know I should be giving, but I have all this debt, and let's talk about that. So many of you know, we're getting ready pretty soon to offer Financial Peace University again. We do it uh, once or twice a year at least, and it's a nine-week process of, of actually with Dave Ramsey of actually going through and looking at our finance, a class that you can, you can be doing well with your finances and you will benefit from going through these nine weeks. But in FPU, we, we actually stop and we, look, we all look at our own finances. And when we go through this process, and, and at the end of nine weeks, we, we, in, in all of the financial areas of our lives, there's clear perspective. We, 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 we get that all figured out and we all do it on a personal level. And, and many of us have been through it. And here's what I know. I know many of us who've actually been through it might even say, you know what, it, it, didn't, work. it didn't work for me. But here's what I also know. Deep down inside, you know that you were not all in. And you were not willing. You, the first three, four weeks, you, you were all in because you heard how the benefits that you could get, if you could just be debt-free and all the money, and how you could, and how God even wants to profit you. heard all but but when you realized that, that, that you actually had to work at this, that you actually had to take the time to do this, then you kind of step back in your relationship with how, how God tells us we ought to handle our money because the borrower is servant to the lender. I could give you unbelievable statistics of what debt is doing in people's lives and destroying relationships. God says, don't do that. And if you did that, fix it. And and at FPU, we actually look clearly at how we can fix it. Because God wants us to live in the blessing and in the benefit. There's a whole other area of of having great friends and, and finding your purpose. Our dream team, there's over 130 people in our church family who every single month volunteer and serve here on our campus. Over 130 people. Some people serve four times a month. Some people serve twice a month. Some people once a month. But but our dream team, everything happens on this campus. You're greeted when you walk through that door. Your kids are taken care of in the 200 and the 400 building. Students are, are over in the 500. During the week, student ministries happen. Celebrate Recovery is here every single Friday night. So much happens because of our dream team. Look at Psalm 139. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In other words, God knew that before he even formed you, he knew what he was going to accomplish through you. Amen. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, you're not God. It boggles my mind to think that the creator of the universe can have this unbelievable intimate knowledge in all of our lives, and yet he does. Why? Because he is God. His knowledge is unlimited. His power is unlimited. And this great God, and the one thing that he wants is us to choose to be in relationship with him. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And no matter how far you have gotten off this story, he can bring you right back and desires to bring you right back into his story. I've watched it for years. He can make his story fit into your There's nothing He can into your life. There's nothing He cannot do. He created us to be in relationship with Him and to do things. Look what Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. He says, for we are God's handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Now, hold it for a second. We don't get to be His children because we did good works, We get to be his children because we simply believe who he is. But because we believe who he is, we become his children. We become children of God. And as children of God, we get to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, before there was a a you, there was something for you to do. And he knew it all the time. This is important to him. See, see. maybe for you it's time to find out your God-given purpose. I sat down and I wrote out another quote. I, 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 nobody, this is, this is how God's looking at you and I. And this is what God would say to you and I. He'd say, nobody is going to be better at connecting people to me than people who are connected to me. Nobody's going to be better at sharing anything about your relationship with me than someone who actually has a relationship with me. People who are living out their God-given purpose are the happiest people I know. And they aren't perfect people. And they aren't wealthy people. Some of them are. And they they have plenty problems in their life. And they're going through life, dealing with life, just like all of us are. But living out our God-given purpose, they're the happiest people that I know, even with all their problems. There's a reason that it says, welcome home out there in front of the building. Because when people come into this place, into this family, into this relationship, we fully want people to understand what it is God wants to do in their lives and that this family is their home. We're getting ready. As a matter of fact, after this service, our team that is heading up what we're calling the journey is getting ready to roll it out at the, just as we, as we head into this new year. The journey is four weeks long. The journey is an opportunity to take four weeks on a Sunday, we're, we're still choosing our time slots for this. But we'll take four weeks, and after coming through four weeks, we will fully understand who God is, what He wants to do in our lives, and we'll have perspective, and we'll understand the important thing. The journey is a huge deal. We're going to be opening that up to our church family. This is, the app, this is the last thing that we have been waiting for as a part of our system. You see... When you go to McDonald's, I hope you don't go too often, but if you do, and you go through the drive-thru and you order a Big Mac and, and, and a, a large Coke and fries, they have systems in place that, that pretty much guarantee, or hopefully, but pretty much guarantee that when you get over to the window and you pay your food pretty quickly comes out. See, so they, everything going on back in there is, is part of the system. They, they know how they can quickly make a Big Mac and, and, and how they can do your soda and the French fries. And so when you order at, at that little window and then you come over there and you get it, there's, there are systems in place that got you from there to here. Maybe for you it's Starbucks. For me it's Starbucks. I, I don't, I really, I don't know when I went to McDonald's last. I know it was a McFlurry, but I don't remember when it was. I'll pull into Starbucks and, 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 my, and, and I'll step, I'll pull right up to that screen and I'll look in at, and I know where that little camera is and that lady's picture comes up on there and she nicely asks me what I would like. And I tell her, I would like a grande white mocha and a blueberry muffin. I'm, I'm easy to please. And then she will say, would you like your blueberry muffin warmed? I said, no, no, thank you. It's fine just the way it is. And she's, okay, then I'll see, see you at the window. I pull up to the window and I pay the money. And soon after that, I get my... Grande White Mocha, after I get my blueberry muffin. And it happens all the time. Because they back in there, they have systems in place to get me that. When we, when we step into uh, our church here, Andy Stanley is famous for a number of statements. And one of the statements he makes, he says, churches don't grow because of great preaching and great music. Whoa. He says, they grow because of systems. Great preaching and great music is a big deal, but that alone doesn't do it. What the system here, what we do here at Camelback is pretty simple. We're getting ready to launch the journey. Anybody comes new into our church family, and and many of you are going to take this because you've not taken the journey. You'll spend four weeks, and and, and you'll you'll take the journey. But but besides that, there's a three-legged stool that's really simple. Being here on weekend services, it is mu- it is so much more important than you realize. And statistics now show us is that 1.8, 1.8 is the amount of time that most Christians go to church in a month. So it's less than half of the, less than two times a month, okay? Being here on weekends is important. That's one thing. The other thing is being in a life group, getting connected to your family. And the third thing is getting on our dream team and serving somewhere, being a part of serving in God's community. That's our process. That's, that's what God is doing here. And as we, in our own relationship with God, and we, and we spend our time daily with Him, and, 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 and we follow through that process, He takes us... He, see, he, he loves us so much that He's willing to take us no matter how bad our mess is. It doesn't... It, you couldn't be in such a mess that God cannot change you. He loves us that much, but he loves us so much that he's not willing to leave us in that mess. And so he picks us up, he places us in his family, and he takes us in this process. And in this process, he picked us up in this mess, but he's, he's at work changing us to being more and more like him every single day. You couldn't think this thing. Hollywood couldn't come up with this scheme. But it is what he does. As a church family, we're blessed. We are so blessed to have this campus that we have. We have more building than we need. We have the ability to reach thousands here on our campus. All we would need to do is add services. Actually, all we'd have to do is get half of you to go to the first service, and we'd have all the room in the world. (laughs) We are so blessed. We're in a place, intentionally, financially, where we don't have a bunch of, we have our mortgage. That's what we have. When we do things, we do them cash. The next project for our campus and, and our, our, our leadership team, really, we, we have an amount of money that we've been saving. Every, every single month, a certain amount of money goes towards parking lot because parts of our parking lot are going to be going to need to have some work done to them over the next couple of years. So, so that's all in place. That's all going. But other than that, you know, we don't, we don't really have any other projects because we're really in pretty good shape here. Our next, the next thing that we're going to be doing is we're actually going to be building a shade structure, a steel shade structure between the 200 and the 300 building. So that that whole area over the parking lot is, is going to be an environment that we're going to be able to use in ways that, that, that to create a, a great opportunity for people to be able to come and settle down and spend time here on our campus. And, and it's just going to be a great area. See, creating an environment... Creating a welcoming environment, a comfortable environment, doing all that we can in every way. That's why this room is the way it is. That's why the cafe is the way it is. Because, because it's a big thing to us that our Father's house be inviting Amen. and it be comfortable. Amen. And it's, it's important to us that, that this gospel that Jesus asked us to share be so important to us that one of the things that we focus on is doing everything that we can to take down things that might be a barrier to people recognizing who Jesus is and what he wants to do in their lives. So in terms of our campus, probably the only change we're going to make for a number of years is is building that shade. And we're going to do it cash, and we're not going to do it until we have the cash to do it. And you can get involved in that if you want. It's, it's, we'll be sharing more about it. It, it. It's exciting. One of the things you see happening this Sunday is branding. You, you remember our logo. Our, we've had that logo for so many years. We've, we have a brand-new logo now. You'll begin to see uh, that replaced everywhere. There's something else is going to happen. In the front of our buildings, we're going to do not a huge amount, but we're going to do enough to the front of our building. So that when people, dr- when people see that, that, that brand-new logo on the, on the back of your car window because you're not speeding or cutting somebody off, when they see that logo on the back of your car window, that logo is also going to be on the front in a huge way of our building. So people will associate the two. Oh, that's where those be- So you've got to be careful how you drive now. Our staff is talking about not allowing having me to have one on my window. God is at work. I, I, I'm looking at families in our church whose lives have been transformed. I'm looking at young families who have come to Christ and are in the process of God working in their lives. And some of them are on this stage and some of them are serving in other areas. But God is at work in people's lives. And they're the ones who are recognizing who Jesus is, and they begin following, and they keep following. They keep on following, and I'm watching the growth. Then how do I know that God is doing it? When they begin tithing, it's like, I'm a skeptical New Yorker. I don't have confidence in I not I don't think people... I know that God is at work when people are committing at that level. I, as a skeptical New Yorker, I have all the confidence in the universe in who God is and what he wants to do in your life and in my life. And he's wide open about it. So much is happening here. Our prayer team, Celebrate Recovery, student ministries, children ministries, sisterhood, community engagement. I'm I'm sure I'm leaving something out. But maybe, see, if, if we're doing all three of these, the fourth thing is this, and maybe this is the one for you. And that's to live a life that really matters. Because if you're careful, if you're not careful, It's easy to live your life doing things that don't matter. All most of us have to do is stop and think about 2018. How much of your life in 2018 did you dedicate to things that don't matter? How much of my life did I dedicate to things that don't matter? Life is life is short. Listen, I, for, for me, there's more of a sense of urgency than there was 18 years ago. Every single day, my life is reduced by a day. So is yours, by the way. Time is marching on. How many years do we have left? I, I, for you, I don't know. As a matter of fact, you don't know either. Psalm 90 says this, Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. That's what we want to do in 2019. We want to spend our days as we should. We're going to pour ourselves into our campus. We're going to pour ourselves into our church family. We're going to pour ourselves into each other. But we're going to be so careful with community engagement not to forget the fact that all around us, all around us are people who don't know Jesus. And if all of us in this room were all in, you couldn't stop the wave of love that would come out of that. The community couldn't handle that wave. So let's pour our lives into what matters. And I made a short list of things that matter. God matters. God matters. This is all his idea. People matter. He did it all for people. So people matter. And we get the 60, 70, 80, or 90 years here at best. But then eternity matters. there is no vision the people perish and I don't know if you're convinced this morning but I'm convinced and if you're convinced it's not because of what I'm telling you it's because the Holy Spirit is talking to you but I think it's time to stop kicking the freaking tires and to buy the car and let's connect with our community and let's show them who Jesus is Let's do it in ways we've never done it before. I don't know if we can do that. What can we do as bad as we did in 2018 for some of us? Stand with me, let me pray with you. Lord, we're so thankful that you love us. (laughs) Even knowing some of the stupid stuff we do for years of our lives. Lord, we're all standing here this morning, some of us clearly recognize, you know what? I need to do number one, or I, I, need, to, I need to get in a life group. I, I need to begin serving. I need to join the dream team. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you recognize that you need to do one of those. Just, just so I know, with every head bowed, just stick your hand up, put it right back down real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, looking at these hands, more importantly, knowing that you're looking at our hearts. Lord, as we as a church family step into 2019, God, I'm asking you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you put a fire inside of us that just keeps our attention keeps us at the place where we recognize the times when we're drifting away from you, or we've slipped back from having you be number one in our lives. We've slipped back from being all in. And as we step through 2019, God, would you in every way, in every way, help us to commit ourselves to your plan, your purpose. It is so much greater than the mess that we tend to live when we're not living for you. Do it in your name we pray. Everyone said